Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. This stuff involving this ball. So we did talk about the Nuggets to start this series. I hope Michael Malone won't be uh, too mad when we uh, shift gears. Here. I know he gets very upset when we're not talking about how great the Nuggets are. But we do shift gears because uh, a big story in the NBA world was the impending future of Suns point guard Chris Paul. So Bleacher reports Chris Haynes was first reported that the Nuggets informed the 12-time also that he was uh going to be waived prior to the January 20 June 28th deadline when his $30 million salary for next season will become fully guaranteed. So by waiving Chris Paul, uh the Suns will only be on the docket for $15 million, uh, not the full $30 million. And if they decide to stretch that remaining 15 million dollars they can stretch that into three million per uh over five years so three million year million dollars per year for five years if they decide to stretch the remaining 15 million dollars uh left on chris paul's contract if they do decide to cut him so that was the first report then shams and adrian wojanowski reported that the suns had not decided anything yet that they are still exploring their options that includes potentially trading him trading him packaging him with a DeAndre Ayton in a trade or even waiving him, but actually then re-signing him to a cheaper deal. So uh, various different reports coming out. The first one saying that he, he had been informed that he would indeed be waived. So uh, Chris Paul has been a player that has been linked to the Knicks at various different points in his career. If you remember when Melo wanted to come here, there was a thought that they were going to try to build a big three with him, Melo and Mark Stoudemire. And then uh, more recently, when he left Oklahoma city, the Knicks were among, the teams where Paul was reportedly interested in, there might have been some interest on the Knicks side as well. Uh, he had famously told Matt Barnes in 2020 that he had considered the Knicks an option, but didn't want to play in an empty Madison Square Garden during the pandemic year. And that was actually part of the reason why he ended up not 
uh, deciding to uh, push a trade to the Knicks when he was leaving Oklahoma City. So put it on the table here. I know some people may think it's crazy, but it has to be asked because this is a player that has deep ties to Leon Rose, deep ties to a lot of the people uh, in the Knicks front office. So I asked the question, should Chris Paul be a player the Knicks consider this offseason? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I just don't see it as a match. I don't see it as a fit. Obviously, um, the Knicks have one kind of untouchable franchise cornerstone that they are going to build around. That's a 26-year-old Jalen Brunson, um, who's, as the Heat continue to advance in this postseason, um, his postseason performance, and we'll talk about it over the summer, but the more you think back on it, it really was incredible. Uh, only two players in the playoffs have averaged more than 30 points per game against Miami. Nikola Jokic and Jalen Brunson, um, not Tatum, not Giannis, although he was hurt, um, not Jalen Brown, obviously not Julius Randle, um, not Jamal Murray. Um, so, you know, just uh, again, uh, and, and Brunson averaged 31 points while shooting 51% from the field. So um, I, I say all that to say that the Knicks finally have their point guard. Um, and I think adding a, a player past his prime, a 38 year old injury prone, Chris Paul, um, would be a move uh, that the uh, that past regimes would consider, you know, sell tickets and generate some interest, win the back page for a couple of days. But I don't think that's a a move that that fits this current Knicks collective. I am so torn on this because everything you said is one hundred percent right in many ways. You have a franchise point guard in Brunson. Uh, the Knicks have been burned in the past, signing well beyond their prime type of players, and they come in and it never works out. But there's one example I keep thinking about that keeps making me making me wonder if the Knicks should consider this. I'm thinking about Jason Kidd when he was added to the Knicks. Mm. Now the playoff Jason Kidd was a disaster because he 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 had run out of whatever however many pitches he had in his pitch count or innings he had he had run out because he then couldn't make a shot for a month. But I do think about like Jason Kidd's impact on that Knicks team as like the shooting guard. It was a very weird fit with him and Raymond Felton. But as like the shooting guard and almost like pseudo assistant coach yep. slash, you know, floor general without actually having the ball in his hands kind of guy. And he was instrumental to that 54 win season. Still yep. the best season the Knicks have had in 25 years. So I think about Chris Paul and where he's at in his career. And he's not going to be taking any minutes from Brunson. Uh, he's not someone that I think should be playing 35 minutes a night or anything like that. But there is a part of me that wonders. Could he make sense in the backcourt next to Emmanuel quickly coming off the bench? And could he provide some uh, late clutch shot making in certain games during the regular season? And can you keep him healthy enough to get him to the postseason where maybe he wins you a couple games there? Uh, I, it's something I would think about. I, I, can't, I can't say I, I would pull the trigger. The reason why I think I would lean maybe not doing it is because the problem has been Chris Paul hasn't been able to stay healthy in the postseason is that recently they've been trying to get him to that point and then he still gets hurt. So I would question whether it's even possible, but like having his guts and guile and have his mental aptitude on the roster for a team that is young, that we saw at times didn't play the smartest in the playoffs, especially against Miami. I can't think that Chris Paul having him on the roster would hurt. I can't hurt. I can't imagine that. 
do you think Chris Paul has any interest? Do you think his, you know, remember, this is a guy that led the league in assists in, in 21, yeah. 22, you know, over 10, 10 assists per game. Do you think he's ready for that, like, last leg? Obviously, kid was on his last legs, was content yeah. coming off the bench, playing 15, 18, 20 minutes a night, um, clear backup. I, 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 I believe Chris Paul still envisions himself as a, as a starting point guard, as a championship caliber yeah. starting point guard. Um, that that proves that he wants to win a title, and that's his main motivation. Listen, if the, if he was willing to sign for like some of the mid level, and 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 you know just basically be a mentor to to Brunson and, and quickly and, right. and you know, teach Grimes the ropes, etc., um, that's a different story. I just view him as a guy that's you know really believes uh, that he has the ability to play at a high level and wants to play heavy minutes and wants the contract. Uh, yeah, getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah. And it's a great question, and I tend to think that that you're right that that he does see himself as a as a starting point guard. That's why I think you know as soon as he uh, w- there was word that he could be on the market, we saw a lot of people saying, "Well, could the Celtics use someone like him?" I mean, the Celtics uh, clearly, need, in my opinion, need an upgrade at point guard. Marcus Smart is a good basketball player, not necessarily a great point guard. So I I, I, I understand that. I guess my pushback would be. I just don't think Chris Paul is someone that a championship team should be relying on as a starting point guard. I think that that'd be crazy at this point. He is 38 years old. He is extremely injury prone. Like uh, to me, like he is, I think if you're, if you're asking him to do that next season, I think you may be looking at like those last year Steve Nash had with the Lakers where he gets so hurt. He's barely out there. And then when he actually plays, he becomes completely ineffective. Like kid taking that role, like saved him for that season. Like he was able to be a perfect player for most of that season because he took that role. Like if he would have stayed in Dallas for another year and said, I'm gonna play to be a starting point guard and run the show, he wouldn't have lasted. I mean, again, he he barely got through that one season where he was kind of playing this pseudo shooting guard six man role. Like Chris Paul is 38 years old. Like I think that at the end of the day, like this is the role he probably has to step into. He may be more talented than Jason Kidd was at that time, but I think their bodies are pretty much the same. And we saw when Steve Nash was asked to do that, Steve Nash looked really good in Phoenix prior to coming with the Lakers. But Father Father Time is undefeated. So if I'm Chris Paul, I'm Leon Rose, and I say, I pitched him, hey, like, you know, maybe you'll go down to Boston and maybe, like, you know, they'll give you the starting point guard spot. But trust me, like, they're going to be relying on playing 25 to 35 minutes a night, and they're going to need you to be one of the top-end players in the playoffs. And if you break down, guess who they're going to point the finger at for why they didn't get it done? It's going to be you. If you go to the Lakers, it's the same thing. You want to go and start next to LeBron and AD? Ask other players who came up short with LeBron James how it went for them and how LeBron's fans and Laker fans deal with that. Ask Russell Westbrook how that works. If you come to the Knicks, not nearly as much pressure, a team that's not looked at as a title contender, but you could maybe take us to another level and we could actually preserve years in your career. That would be my pitch to him. It's an interesting pitch. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I. I was. I would say that there was no chance of it happening. But uh, I. I think you present an interesting opportunity. My. My counter would be that what Chris Paul. What's best for Chris Paul 
um, and what Chris Paul thinks, you know, his, again, to make it in the NBA, to be an all-time, first ballot Hall of Famer, yeah. you have to have an insane ego. You have to have insane self-belief and confidence yeah. and, and, and think, you know, yourself as that, you know, you, you don't luck into. And, and by the way, by all accounts, Chris Paul has all of those things. <laughs> like, ego, all that stuff. Yeah. 100%. You need it. And you need it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so, so again, you know, if you're the Lakers, um, and I think, again, it's not like he'll, he'll have a lack of suitors. Um, you make very good points, but the, the Lakers alternative is D'Angelo Russell, who wasn't playable in the postseason. Yeah. You could say, is Chris Paul any better a defender than, than D'Angelo Russell at, at this stage of his career? Uh, maybe just based on guile and, and, and IQ and all that other stuff. Um, and you know, any team that signs him is going to tell them, listen, we're going to play you 45 to 55 games. We're going to limit your minutes, et cetera. We want to keep you healthy, yada, yada, yada. You know, that the Lakers can do that with some of the depth they have, um, Celtics can do that, obviously, with Smart and Brogdon and uh, Peyton Pritchard if they want to go that route. Um, but you're right. As far as the Knicks are concerned, I, I, I think it's it's worth exploring to see if he's willing to kind of go that route. And again, I think the, the, the one – and you mentioned it at the beginning um, – why it does you know certainly make some sense to at least consider it is – Paul and Leon Rose are very close, and you know, absolutely at, at each other's wedding. I mean, they they are they are tight as as tight as as agent player can be. So, um, you know, if, if nothing else, Paul would do his buddy Leon Rose a favor and maybe just say, "Listen, I'm interested in the Knicks because they're playing so well." You know, that type of thing just kind of generate some positive buzz from the uh, for, for New York going into yeah. the, with the uh, free agency period. Look, Knicks have. Uh, Emmanuel Quickly, who can, of course, be the backup point guard when Carl's not playing. They have Deuce McBride. So, like, they have other guys who, like, Chris Paul doesn't have to play 82 games for the Knicks at all. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, like, the other thing I thought about, too, there's two players, actually. It wasn't just Jason Kidd. I also thought about what I've seen Kyle Lowry do with Miami this year. Mm. Like, Kyle Lowry's making, like, $25 million. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't have to pay Chris Paul that. Right. But, like, I'm thinking, like, like, Kyle Lowry's won games for the Heat yeah. playoffs with his shot making, with him just taking these charges, like, just – Ripping the ball out of guys' hands on rebounds, like, I, like I absolutely could envision Chris Paul doing that for some team. Definitely. Um, and I wondered if that could be the Knicks. So that was my other thought there. Um, are you surprised that Phoenix is willing to move on for Chris Paul? Potentially, I, just, I mean, we don't know what's happening, but right, I right. think Chris Haynes is right, but right. And one thing on the Paul thing, I, um, I think he might be a year away from your from him embracing kind of that role that Jason gotcha. Kidd, that Kyle, you know, give it one more shot, maybe sign a one year deal with the Lakers or Boston. Yeah. Um, and then if that, and then if he flops or get injured, you know, then he's 39. I think, I think kid might've actually been 39 too. When he I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as the Phoenix situation, uh, important to note, um, you mentioned it uh, in the preamble. So uh, Phoenix has a couple options. Obviously they're, they, they're going to consider trading him. If they can get some assets back, that'd be the ideal scenario. Um, if they waive him and don't stretch him, they can re-sign him as you as you noted for a cheaper contract. And and you know if he, if he assuming he clears waiver clears waivers, which he most likely will do. However, if they stretch him, uh, waive him and stretch him, which means you know um, that fifteen million gets split over three seasons, so it reduces the cap, gives them more uh, um, salary cap flexibility. You know they're they're they'd be further below the that second. Um, yeah. apron, which we've talked about uh, in the past and we'll continue to talk about because that's going to be a major story for all teams, yep. especially high spending teams. And the and the uh, Suns have two 
high max level contracts, and obviously in Durant and Booker, and then uh, uh, DeAndre Ayton making uh, you know 30, 35, around thirty yeah. million. Um, so, the, so those are the things. So I, so it's it's not certainty that that he won't come back. Again, the options are um, if as long as they don't stretch that contract, they can waive him and then resign him. Um, so I, I think there's a possibility that that happens. Um, but yeah, listen, I, I was, I got to admit, I am, I think we all were a little bit surprised um, considering the fact that the, uh, that they made the major trade for Durant that we know the close relationship between KD and CP3 um, yeah. and that this was kind of their, their big three, so to speak, along with eight and obviously that kind of core four. Um, but I will say, and some other people have kind of, um, you know, this has kind of been rumbling about Twitter a little bit. The, you have to assume that the Suns, you know, have somebody have have a, have have somebody warming up in the bullpen before right. they yank their starting pitcher. So, you know, there's been talk about maybe James Harden James is Harden, a guy that they right. that they have eyes on. Maybe Kyrie. You know, who knows? You know, what what other options and opportunities they 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 could. See. Fred Van Vliet's a free agent as well. So we'll see kind of how this thing all plays out. Um, but uh, it it should certainly make for an interesting offseason. It's crazy because, like, I, I had actually been talking about this with my brother, uh, like a while ago. It's probably actually when the, the Suns lost because I, I kept saying I thought the Suns were in one of the worst positions for some of the championship contenders, not obviously Kevin Durant and Booker, but in terms of roster building moving forward, I thought they were in a ton of trouble. I mean, they have seven guys under contract next year, and that's including Chris Paul, Cameron Payne, who also has a non guaranteed contract, and uh, Ish. Ishmael Wainwright, who has a team option, who they'll probably pick up at, you know, basically two million. Like seven guys for a team that all throughout the playoffs we kept saying, man, this team has no depth. Like, oh, how do you, well, how do you fill a roster out with just seven guys? I mean, okay, maybe two rookies come in next year. Okay, now you're at the nine, and then you guys sign other guys with the money that they were making. Like, they were going to be one of those teams that was going to be right up up, up 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 against that apron. I think if you sign two uh, rookies, you probably go above that. So now you can't use that non-taxpayer $12 million exception. So now you're kind of screwed. Like now I'll figure out how to way to find a way to build the rest of your roster out. So I actually thought like Chris Paul, they had to do something with him. Like they either had to wave him or trade him. Like they could not allow themselves to come into this year with it's all season with seven guys under contract and being one of the, the high tax paying teams. Like that was not an option. So it, I don't think they wanted to be here, but I think this is kind of where they, they, they land themselves. I think that, in my opinion, if I was them, I would wave him and sign him. I'd say, look, we're giving you $15 million anyway. So yeah. if we cut you and you take five, okay, you're getting 20 or you're getting $25 million from someone else? Like, maybe? I don't know. I mean, what is Chris Paul worth on the open market? I think that's a very interesting question. Kind of, There are a lot of guys who have these who, – who are going to be free agents, potentially, like him and Draymond Green, where I'm like, I don't, I don't know what those guys are worth on the open market. Not that they're not valuable assets, but – Asking to, to you know sign those guys for multiple years or a lot of dollars given their issues, whether it be Draymond with lack of offense, lack of reliability in terms of the suspensions and techs with Chris Paul has helped. I don't know what that's worth, but I, I can't imagine he's gonna make that 30 million back. So it might then be them trying to make a gamble here. But if they do decide to stretch and wave him, that I'm a little less wary of because I mean you still are you're still gonna be over the cap. So, like, yeah. how many guys do you really think you can sign with that $12 million? I mean, it's Arizona it is playing with KD and Book, so maybe I'm underestimating that. But it, that just seems like, I don't know. I, I think that I'd prefer to just use the rest of that $15 million to sign Chris Paul and sign maybe two other guys and think that can stretch, that I can get a bunch of different guys, and not including Chris Paul, that $12 million. 
I don't know. It, it's, it seems a little odd. The math doesn't seem right there. Yeah. It, it, again, you have to think that there's there's another move that that's coming down the pike. You know, they're at least availing themselves the opportunity. Um, we'll see how it plays out, yeah. but it's it's definitely rolling the dice a little bit. And, um, you know, it, it kind of goes back to, you know, something we talked about, you know, regarding Embiid and, you know, if another superstar comes in the market, how many of these teams that, you know, again, the Suns traded Cam Johnson for first round draft picks and Mikhail Bridges for a 35 year old Kevin Durant, you know, if and you traded Jay Crowder, who they weren't playing, who was on the team. Jay- Yep, and who, who the Nets flipped for four second yeah. rounders. Um, so it's just one of those things where you know if you're the if you're the Suns now that you've caught Chris Paul, um, would you rather have a 26 year old Mikael Bridges making 25 million or 34 year old Kevin Durant making uh, you know 40 45 million? It's again not to mention the four first round draft picks. It's uh, you know uh, listen if you have KD yeah. you have to give yourself a chance to win KD and Booker you know but. And he stay healthy. There's just these these superstar trades when it seems like, you know, you give up whatever you have to give up to get the stud player don't always work out as we found out the last few years. Yeah, I mean, that's why I I, I, do not, I did not love where the Suns were after this trade beyond this season. I felt like yep. this was an right. all-in for this yes. season kind of trade. Yep. And now that they failed miserably in the playoffs, it's like, well, good luck trying to figure out how to figure out the rest of this roster and good luck keeping you know, KD healthy not, and hopefully Chris Paul healthy. Not to mention the fact that Nuggets aren't going anywhere. That you know they're yeah. just, they're at the start of what they're doing. Everybody's locked up. Jokic, Murray, MPG again. If he gives you anything, Aaron Gordon's a great piece, and Bruce Brown's signed. How about Christian year. Brown? The game he played. Uh... Christian Brown, you know, having a big you know second half yeah. as a rookie. Um, you know, finding him as that seventh player in the rotation. Now you have you know now your championship team. Um, that's when you can really sign those guys that take that minimum level contract. Um, to find to, to be that eighth player, you know, that to really settle into that, you know, me if I Jason Kidd type end of the career player that's ready right. to play. Right. Kind of like the guy they have right now, Jeff Green. They'll have yep. four guys at that probably next year. Yep. So, yeah, uh, Suns in a little bit of a weird position. We'll see if the Knicks are, are involved in anything involving this Chris Paul Suns situation. It will be a fun situation to follow.